Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Pensacola, Florida, it's time for Pensacola Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. Hey, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Keith Hobart here, broadcasting live from Business Radio X studios in Pensacola. It is uh, holding off on the rain, and I am uh, surrounded by this table. Well, I don't know, not really surrounded, but uh, I have across from me is, uh, and I'm going to get this right, in, in full form. Lieutenant Colonel David Glassman, USMC, retired. Yeah. That's a lot of type. Emphasis on the word retired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it some days, does it? Well, it doesn't, and it's also, it's it's a pretty good thing to not be shot at on a on a regular basis. Yeah. 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 Sure makes for getting out of bed a little bit easier, doesn't it? Life does not suck if you're me in this town. Yes. Very cool. Yeah. So let's get into, let's just start telling everybody why you're here and, and, and what you've got in the works here and sort of what we're going to promote. Yeah. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, um, I'm just blown away by what uh, Pensacola Business Radio is doing for our community. Um, in our circles, we, you know, and I'm, I come from now a little bit of a digital background uh, with our with our uh, commercial company called uh, DigiPro Media. And I will tell you that biz, Pensacola Business Radio just gets it. And when I say that, I mean, uh, you're getting away from the traditional uh, forms of advertising traditional forms of, of getting the word out for businesses to the consumers. Uh, in this case, in uh, the case of the Gulf Coast, to the uh, travelers, uh, it's a very important thing that we really embrace hospitality and tourism, business travelers as our community grows with all the great leadership that we've got in our community. Uh, but you guys really understand what you're doing on a digital level. Uh, and Thank as you. far as uh, the social media, the networking, uh, understanding how websites interact with social media and things like that. I'm just uh, blown away. And, and obviously for the different causes that we'll talk about here over the next few minutes, I uh, really appreciate the opportunity to come into your yeah, studio and, and talk to you. Yeah. Well, thank you for the kind words. Yeah, no doubt. So um, let's, let's yeah. promote your stuff, man. Okay. Uh, uh, Veterans Memorial Park, Foundation of Pensacola, uh, appointed, essentially established by uh, Mayor Hayward back in 2012 timeframe. And, uh, it, it basically stated that, you know, this park that we have, we, we on the board of directors refer to it as the uh, jewel on the bay. And our veterans park is second to none, uh, except maybe the national capital region. Uh, but, uh, as far as where we've been across this great land, uh, you won't find a finer Veterans Memorial Park than the one that we have right here in our backyard, or might I say our front yard, right yeah. there on Bayfront Parkway, overlooking the bay, overlooking that brand new $400 million monstrosity of a bridge that we're building. But in that park, we have what we call precious cargo. Um, and one of, one of those, uh, items being the, the only half replica of the Vietnam War Memorial, also known as Wall South. Uh, brought to our community by a, a number of Vietnam veterans, uh, Lenny Collins, Art Giberson, uh, Mr. Nelson, who's no longer with us. Those were the main three back in, uh, I guess, mid-80s, uh, yeah. early-90s, where they brought the uh, the Vietnam War Memorial to us. And, and we're pretty proud to be able to have the only half-replica of the Vietnam War Memorial uh, in existence here today in our park. Uh, again, 58,310 names plus the 140 names we just uh, added on, on Memorial Day this last year. Uh, for those that have come to our attention that uh, were actually uh, perished during the conflict way back when. Uh, we also have only the third national memorial to Marines um, in that park. It's also known as the Marine Aviation Memorial Bell Tower. And hats off to the Marine Corps League, the local detachment, Corporal J.R. Spears Detachment of the Marine Corps League for banding together back in the 2011 timeframe. And 
um, uh, pulling all of their resources, their entire network together to raise the $350,000 to, uh, to bring that memorial here. Um, and at that memorial, we commemorate those Marines and other service members from different branches of the, of the military services that have died in the service of their nation while serving Marine Air Unit, uh, Marine Aviation Units. Um, and so that's what we're here to talk about today is the upcoming, um, and some would say unfortunate, uh, event of the memorial brick placement or memorial placement ceremony that we'll do on August 19th at the park at 10 a.m. Um, we will commemorate the fallen 19 Marines that were killed in three different uh, Marine Corps uh, aircraft mishaps over the last uh, couple of years. And uh, uh, as most people are aware, we've had some some pretty hard times in the last month with two more uh, rather just massive tragic losses of Marine life on a C-130 in Mississippi where we lost 15 Marines and one sailor. Uh, and then the MV-22 Osprey crash that took place, I think, just 48 hours ago off the USS Bonhomershan. And we lost uh, three Marines, and I believe they're calling off the search. If not yesterday, they will today for those three Marines. Um, so we're going to do this again, unfortunately. Uh, but this August 19th, we're going to be commemorating uh, the 19 Marines that perished uh, in um, three different aircraft mishaps. One uh, took place in um, May of 2015 in Nepal, while a UH-1 Yankee helicopter was conducting humanitarian assistance operations in Nepal uh, after an earthquake um, kind of devastated their country. Um, Captain Lukashevitz was the aircraft commander on that aircraft, and his wife, uh, Ashley Lukashevitz, and their two children live here locally in, uh, in Navarre. And uh, she has been um, visiting the tower for the last couple of years um, and not able to find a brick, a commemorative brick with her husband's name on it. So she approached our foundation uh, probably about a year ago now and uh, said she'd really like to be able to go there with their two children and have a, a constant uh, and visible memory of their uh, husband and father and the, the crash that took his life and five other Marines that day. And uh, then we also had two CH-53 Echo helicopters uh, collide um, in, uh, off the island of Oahu. I'm, I'm pausing because, uh, it just escaped me whether they were Delta aircraft or Echo aircraft. And since I'm a CH-53 Echo you, pilot, you should know this, I right? should know this. <laughs> um, but, uh, we lost uh, six Marines on each of those two aircraft and, um, and a total of 12 that day. And that was, um, January of 2016. And then of course, everyone in our area here knows the great loss we suffered with Captain Coos and the Blue Angel in Smyrna, Tennessee. And so, yeah, all told, three air, uh, Marine Corps aircraft mishaps. Um, of course, Captain Coos was flying the Navy flight demonstration F-18 up there. But uh, our job, our mission at Veterans Memorial Park Foundation and with the Marine Aviation Memorial Towers to commemorate uh, those lives, uh, those heroes, if you will, those people, those Marines and other service members that have sacrificed their lives in the defense of our nation, that Give us what we cherish so much every day, our liberty and our freedom and our ability to pursue happiness. Yeah. So, so I, I would assume that, and, and I say assume because, um, because I've not, I've not been in this world, but the ceremony for some is, it's going to be some closure, right? Is it, it, it's a chance for them to just to heal a little bit. Don't you think? I think that's a, a great point to bring to the forefront here. 
Um, I don't know if a, if a next of kin or a close family member can ever really get closure yeah. when somebody's lost at, uh, at such an early time in their young adult life and all of that. But, um, yeah, I, I think we offer, uh, kind of what is counter to what happens so many times in the past. And when I say that, I mean, typically when you have this type of tragic loss, there is a whole falling out and a whole coming together of the community, whether it be the unit the different members or service members within that unit and the family members and the community at large, everybody comes out because it's, it's devastating for that period of time, that those days, that those weeks, couple months. And what we find that is so traumatic for especially the families is the one year anniversary mark Yes, yeah. is typically where it's one year. You can't help but remember it. There's no fanfare. There's no media. There's no event. It's just the one year anniversary as we're all used to celebrating anniversaries. And so part of what we're doing is, is addressing exactly what you said, Keith, and, uh, talking about the ability to give some additional closure or mm-hmm. additional reflection and all of that. The fact of the matter is, is the, the mission of the, of the memorial is to do the commemorating of those Marines that have lost their lives anywhere in the world. Um, part of why we love what we do so much and why we're so proud to represent and be the custodial caretaker of not only the park, but the precious cargo, the memorials that are in there uh, is because we really feel that there is, there's incredible value to our nation's public, our communities, our individual citizens coming to the park and having that opportunity to look at that uh, Vietnam War Memorial, look at those names and reflect back about what that type of service and sacrifice was made for us. Yeah. 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 Well, and we were talking, um, we were talking earlier before the show that, you know, it's such a beautiful park and it's so tucked in and so well laid out that sometimes you wouldn't even know it was there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. It's, it, it's all that and it's all an accident. Yeah. Believe it or not. Uh, I don't know, you know, back when Lenny and, and, uh, and Art and Mr. Nelson and the, and the planners, Mayor Wibbs was the guy who tapped on Lenny Collins' shoulder and said, Hey, I, heard, I just overheard what you said. We need to do exactly that. And that is back then they had had the mobile wall that was mm-hmm. on wheels and they, and Lenny Collins said, Hey, you know, we really need to have something here more permanent because we're too far away from Washington DC in our national capital region. And Mayor Wibbs tapped him on the shoulder and gave him his card and said, call me. We're going to make this happen. And my understanding, I wasn't here. I had, I had all actually left from here to go to the West coast to be stationed out there at the time. But I believe it was about half a million dollars that were raised. And I believe there was about 50,000 people that showed up for the christening at yeah. the Vietnam War Memorial wow. back then. So at that time, I don't think there was any thought of expanding and having lots of memorials right. and all of that. And, and, uh, so hats off to the, you know, the previous organization that uh, had a lot to do with fundraising and bringing, um, the, the World War II Memorial, World War One Memorial, the Korea Memorial is just, is exceptional. Uh, uh, we, our newest addition is the Minuteman Revolutionary mm-hmm. from the Sons and Daughters of the American Revolution have put their Minuteman Memorial in there. Um, we have a couple other smaller things. Uh, organizations have sponsored the benches that are there, uh, to, uh, uh, commemorate the service of the individual uh, branches of service, the Palmia benches there. Um, and so, and, and our board has, um, actually voted and, uh, approved a design for the global war on terror memorial that represents another half a million dollar fundraising effort that we haven't really even been able to wrap our brains around. But, yeah, you're a little uh, busy. Yeah, we're a little busy. We got things to do, but uh, like you said, it's, it's really well laid out and it's, 
And we offer free Wi-Fi while you're there. We just like your email address. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you come there so that we can communicate with you yeah. on, on occasion about the great things we're doing at our park. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and you said earlier, not not that we want to, but you said earlier that this will not be the first pieces that you that you build. So this is this will be in a living memorial kind of moving forward. <laughs> yeah, I kind of dropped that one in here. Uh, living memorials. So there's uh, ongoing efforts that kind of um, talk to uh, a different matter, and that is not the commemoration of the service and ultimate sacrifice, which is what the park is all about in the memorials. It's all about those who, men and women who did mm-hmm. not come home in the defense of their nation. Uh, those of us on the board, and I believe all of us are veterans of military service. There's 13, typically 13 members. I think we're full full up right now. Um are most of us are involved in one or multiple uh, veteran support organization type activities. Um, I'm involved with the Marine Corps League. Again, the Corporal J.R. Spears detachment of the, of the Marine Corps League National. And um, they are just a phenomenal organization uh, of Marines, former Marines and veterans that come together. Other services actually are, um, are represented in our, in our chapter or detachment as well. And they just do great things in the community and they have, what's called uh, the Veterans in Distress Fund, um, and they raise money for veterans that are in need. And they, in order to do that, the way they bring attention to it is they come to our park uh, six times a year um, between May and October, last Thursday of the month of each of those six months. And they do what's called the Heroes Among Us Speaker Series. And they uh, identify and, and, and invite Local veterans that have kind of been there, done that, mm-hmm. uh, typically combat veterans um, that come there and just kind of share their story. And the folks show up in droves. Uh, hundreds of people will show up at the park at 6 p.m. Um, and bring their coolers and their lawn chairs. And we'll just kind of hear about what this particular uh, warrior, hero, whatever you want to call them, service member, um, uh, experienced and contributed uh, during their time. Um, so it's, it's organizations and efforts like that, that you know, people like myself and, and a lot of people in this community, cause we are such an incredibly dense population of yeah. veterans, uh, retirees, veterans and active duty with the five major DOD installations that we've got and 175,000 defense industry jobs. Um, so, uh, the living memorial concept kind of gets towards what might be in the future, um, with some of the surrounding area there from a, a, a real estate standpoint and a, a, the ability to kind of leverage some of those um, entities, organizations that are focused on the living veterans, those yeah. that are coming back from now, what, 15, 16 years of combat operations, the longest sustained period of combat operations in our nation's history by far. And there's no end in sight. Uh, the enemy is not identified anymore. We're having to go to all different parts of the world all the time, and it seems like it's just going to continue. So. The concept of taking that place, that space in, in our community's heart, um, known as Veterans Memorial Park, and um, infusing it with like-minded, uh, like-experienced individuals and organizations to kind of come together and say, you know, if you didn't fare too well, if you got your bell rung, multiple IED blasts, if you lost a leg or, or you're a double amputee or triple amputee, which we have plenty of these types of folks in our community. Right. Or if you've suffered burns over a large percentage of your body, those kinds of things have incredible far-reaching impact, not not even just from the physical wounds themselves, but from the fact that that individual not only lost 
whatever body part or whatever suffered whatever physical injury, but they also lost that connection with their unit, their their team. They had mm-hmm. to typically leave the leave the service. So you start compounding all of the impacts on an emotional level, on a psychological level, with the the impacts of the physical injuries. And we start to realize just how important networking and assistance and connecting these individuals with, again, like-minded, like-experienced people and organizations so that they don't feel as though they're just now a sympathy case. Right. They're actually involved members of the community. They have something, if not a lot, to give back. They can be incredibly active, contributing members of society. And unfortunately, what we see in what I call small-town America and I'm not referring to our community at all because we have an incredibly veteran, benevolent community here with incredible infrastructure to support our veterans. Uh, but what we see in small town America is that infrastructure doesn't exist. Yeah. And the average 22 year old, 28 year old that goes back home to a small town or you know, relatively small town with missing a leg, that person doesn't have that kind of network that he or she can plug into. Um, and that's where we're seeing the kind of downward spiral over long periods of time compounding the physical loss with the psychological impact. And then we find the business end of a pistol is entering the mouths of these people. And I'm just stating it the way it is. We're yeah. losing between 22, yeah. 29. Sometimes it ramps up to 31 veterans a day will kill themselves wow. every day. Uh, it completely dwarfs and overshadows our loss, our combat losses over the last 15 years wow. in terms of suicide. So, um, I, I think I danced around your question quite a bit. I, I don't uh, have too many details on, on what our thoughts and our plans are and all of that, just because, uh, you know, we, we we like to stack the deck as much as we can before sure. we come out, uh, you know, guns a blazing yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so uh, much more to follow. And again, I, I can't think of a better environment for us to really communicate and share with you and others, uh, you know, when those ideas kind of come to fruition. Yeah, well, we're here. All right, so let's talk about let's talk about some fishing, because mm. uh, I mean, you know, we do live on the coast. We do. What and, else is there uh, to do? I know exactly. <laughs> Fish and drink beer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, let's tell everybody about the uh, A Hero Fishing. Uh, uh, I guess it's, is it a tournament, or are we gonna call it an event? Yeah, we're gonna call this an event. Um, so, although know, I'm I, sure there's some competition going on between the boats. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody wants to bring in the biggest something, right? No, of course. Um, and we don't, uh, we don't, me- we don't measure those things <laughs> <laughs> in our, uh, in our events here. Uh, our, our mission, our cause is, is all about doing what we've already talked about, which is, uh, connecting the dots, um, like-minded, like experienced individuals and giving our community the opportunity to look a, a veteran in the eye and say, Hey, thank you. You yeah. know, that's a big deal. Um, and then what happens after that, it's the looking in the eye, the shaking of a hand, the, that close nature of this type of community with that type of individual that served and sacrificed, it invariably leads to a very mm, com- comprehensive and fruitful relationship. Sure. It just happens all the time. It's unbelievable, the stories that I get. So America's Heroes Enjoying Recreation Outdoors, also known as A Hero. Um, has been operating in, in, in our community now for about six or seven years. Um, and every year in August, we put on what we call the A Hero Pensacola Beach Warrior Hookup. This year is our sixth annual. The Pensacola Beach Elks Lodge has been incredible supporters of us. Uh, they provide facility. National uh, Elks Lodge provides us with funding to the tune of $2,000 a year, every year, whether I ask for it or not at this point. Um, and then the local chapter kicks in on top of that. Um, I, I'd have to, I'd spend a whole program thanking all of the local sponsors, organizations, businesses like Gulf Power that sponsored our last event. 
um, at a very high level. Um, and the list goes on. The Pensacola Beach Women's Club all banded together, raised $9,400 for a hero wow. in one event on Valentine's Day. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it, it totally took care of this the whole next event for us on a finance level. Uh, but um, fishing will happen uh, every year. The Warrior Hookup takes place in August, like I said, and this year's event will go from the August 24th to the 27th. Um, it starts off with Arrival Day. Uh, between, say, 15 and as many as 25 severely wounded or injured veterans will show up, uh, typically at Pensacola International Airport. Um, and then we will uh, pick them up, uh, pair them up with some local wounded, injured veterans. Um, and we typically provide activities for between 30 and 50 total veterans, uh, just kind of depends on the year. Um, and the Thursday night is the big kind of welcome aboard. We'll show up at the Grand Marlin. Julie Leander, Lenander, excuse me, and the whole staff over there at the Grand Marlin has just been incredible. They got good food too, man. Good food, God. good people, great environment. Uh, the the view over the water is phenomenal. It's a great way to do kind of break the ice because yeah. a lot of these guys have never been here before. Uh, they they just step outside the airport and they're like, well, they love just being at the airport. Yeah. And I said, well, yeah. wait till you put your toes in that <laughs> yeah, wait till sand. you get out to the sand, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, we do the, the welcome aboard at the Marlin. We do a boat captain's meeting. We have, uh, already secured all the boats that we need to take up to 47 vets fishing. Um, they come out of the woodwork. It takes me less than 48 hours to get enough boat owners here from the community to volunteer to take small groups between two and four vets fishing per boat. And they're going to go fishing anyway on a Friday. Yeah. So yeah. let's, let's do it. So they love the opportunity to mix it up Friday morning. Uh, we push off from the clamshell uh, pier at Pensacola Beach with the help of Paolo Gio, who's the executive director for Santa Rosa Island Authority. He also happens to be a 10-year veteran of the South African Special Forces. I would not mess with Paolo. I'll tell you that right <laughs> now. Uh, and Robbie Schrock, uh, that's out there uh, running marketing. And they kind of um, see us off. Um, we do what we call the A-Hero Armada launch, and that is anywhere from 15 to 25 boats. We'll push away from the clamshell pier. We'll follow the boat called the Breathe Easy, which is out of Orange Beach, actually. Uh, as I like to say, a six and a half million dollar, 68 foot Viking fishing yacht that, nice. that the owner donates, Mr. Uh, um, McDonald, uh, Todd McDonald, um, uh, donates that each year to us. And he will lead the procession out. The Coast Guard has used uh, uh, been with us for the 45-foot cutter to get us out to the pass. And Pensacola Fire Department deployed the fire boat and the fire cannon nice. last year. It nice. was great. Uh, and then they'll just go have a day of fishing. It's low stress. It's, it's not a tournament. It's just go make some friends on this boat and let Hang them show you. Hang out with some Yeah. <laughs> a couple of those. Uh, you know, we're always <clears throat> in management mode with alcohol just because of the nature of some of the meds that some of these guys yeah, are on sure. and all that. So we're very cognizant of that aspect of it. Um, and then they come back this year. The Santa Rosa Yacht Club is going to be sponsoring the recovery uh, from the day of fishing. We'll have a whole catered event. Um, for the members of the Santa Rosa Yacht Club to kind of get to meet and greet with our veterans. And then uh, Saturday, uh, Hemingway's, um, uh, Nick over there, the general manager, always sponsors our uh, our brunch on Saturday. Every every year he's just been there. And, uh, and then Saturday night, the Pensacola Beach Elks Lodge just roll out the red carpet. And uh, we do that kind of cocktail hour at 530, kind of get to know each other. And then the speakers come out and the 
tears start getting jerked out from some of the stories that we hear and and the thanks that we our community gets from these individual veterans that have you know never or infrequently really received a lot of these guys are fresh wounds these are guys coming from the wounded warrior battalions um they're still in there what we call peb performance evaluation boards determining what their medical separation and retirement is going to be so it's a it's a pretty mm, drama filled can be traumatic for some folks sure uh, but it's in the end, it's it's all good, um, and it's it's kind of contained. It's not a big. We we announce it and we market it and we run it. We don't really have events for the masses to come to. The August event is what we call the hookup. That's where we hook up the veteran uh, or the active duty service member. Mm-hmm. Now, as of this past year, 2017, because of the success of the hookup, we've we've uh, had to uh, set up or start a tournament. And that we were partnered with, with the Gulf Breeze Sertoma folks who just knocked the ball out of the park, completely embraced a hero and helped us with not only their manpower and volunteer support, but also the logistics, their, the tools that we needed to set up the tournament and the, the, the leaderboard, which is 40 feet long. And they just, they just went there and set it all up for us. And we, I don't know the first thing about fishing. I'm from New York city and people are like, what are you doing there? <laughs> you don't even get in the water, do you? Water. <laughs> I, I've been down to Jones beach. I know what's up. <laughs> I've been exactly there. I got right. my, my uh, mom's side of the family's all from there. So got it. So, uh, Gulf Breeze Sertoma really hooked us up. So now every year during Memorial Day weekend, we do what's called the fishing for a hero, which is pretty cool the way, you know, it's kind of the action word. We use the number four to separate fishing and a hero. And it's, you know, you're going fishing for a hero. So in other words, if you're going to fish on Memorial Day weekend, if you're a boat owner or an angler in this community, go ahead, go fishing. Let's just do it for a hero. And so it's a, you know, a small registration fee last year. I think it was $25. We're probably going to drop it because what we really want is the awareness in the community for next year. And Gulf Power came on board and sponsored the event at the silver level. I don't know if I'm supposed to say how much, so I won't, but, um, they, they did a, they just embraced the whole thing. Thank you to Keith Hoskin, who was the retired air, you know, air station commander out there at NAS Pensacola. He was like, holy cow, this is a great initiative supporting our veterans. Um, and so, you know, the call to action is if you're a fisherman in our, in our community, you know, put Memorial Day weekends, a hero fishing for a hero on your calendar and we'll see you then. Yeah. Very cool. All right. So if anybody wants to get any more information on either one of these, you got some websites we can send them to? Oh man, get your pen out. I'll give you, (laughs) I'll give you a minute to go get some paper. Um, but yeah, it's, it's fairly self-explanatory. The, for the park and for our Memorial Day ceremony, I would actually ask folks to go to, um, gofundme.com forward slash honor our Marines. And I'll say that again in a second, but um, we are in a fundraising effort. We've raised about half of our goal of $3,000 to pay for the uh, a, f- a few logistics items, basically meals for the uh, visiting next to kin and family members, a um, little bit of lodging. We actually had a bill for the, the bricks themselves that we're trying to cover, and we will cover. I mean, the, the park is, uh, foundation is committed to this thing, but everything is done on a very uh, nonprofit basis. Uh, Veterans Memorial Park Foundation is a 501c3. All our financials are on the website, and that website is veteransmemorialparkpensacola.org or, or .com, either way. Um, but again, uh, the GoFundMe.com uh, forward slash honor our Marines will give all of the information on the ceremony itself. And then obviously give an opportunity to, to donate that $5 or five, 
thousand dollars if yeah. you want to, or fifty thousand, uh, whatever, 50, whatever yeah. you got, whatever you, you know? feel like cutting loose with. Yeah, so uh, appreciate that. And then uh, on the A Hero side, America's Heroes Enjoying Recreation Outdoors. It's a it's it's actually an Alabama based organization out of Montgomery area. Um, specifically, the shorter Alabama is the name of the town where Major Lee Stuckey, uh, who's an active duty Marine major, he actually started the organization. After uh, he's a Purple Heart recipient, and I, I won't get into the details just because he's still active duty and he's uh, he works up at Quantico, Virginia. Uh, but it's a pretty compelling story. You can see it all on the website, aherousa.com. Again, that's ahero, A-H-E-R-O, USA.com. And uh, there's a little 90-second uh, video on there or so of uh, Major Stuckey telling a story from about three or four years ago. Um, and... Uh, and then uh, we have Facebook pages for both of those organizations. I also mentioned the Marine Corps League, and I would ask that folks, uh, especially you Marines out there and other service members that be interested in joining this type of organization, a bunch of old Marines getting together and having a great time and uh, doing great things for great causes in our community. And that's MarineCorpsLeaguePensacola.org. And I think .com works for them as well. Uh, MarineCorpsLeaguePensacola.org. And uh, I think those are the three major uh, organizations that we talked about today, Keith. Yeah. And, uh, uh, we'll, we'll include the links yeah. as well when, we, oh, when we post the show and all of that stuff too. So um, I want to thank you for coming out yeah, today, man. man. This has been great. I'm, I'm glad we've been able to get your word out for you. Yeah, like I told you, be careful what you ask for. I know how to talk. Yeah, <laughs> that's all right. We kept it under 30 minutes. We're good. So, uh, guys, if you're interested, you can find us at Picola Radio X on Twitter. You can find us at Picola BRX on Facebook, or you can find us on our website at Pensacola.BusinessRadioX.com. And this has been Pensacola Business Radio, where business is good and your work matters. Yeah, Keith, keep doing what you're doing here. This is really impressive. And thank you for the invite into the studio here. Your Thanks. secret's out. Mm-hmm.